The Protectors of the Wood podcast. Everything is at stake. This podcast tells the story of misfit teenagers who struggle to band together and help our world through this crisis. Episode number 42. Reverend Tuck tells Phoebe all she wants to know. Dusk was turning into dark in Middletown by the time Phoebe and Gilligan locked the front gate of the toy store and said goodnight. Phoebe waited for Gilligan to disappear down the street and then walked up the sidewalk, past Miracle's gift shop, across Old Stone Road, past the church. And she stood at the gate of the churchyard for a minute, wondering what to say. She stepped inside and walked up the path. In the darkness, she could see Tuck's reddish face and white collar. A cool breeze made a noise in the leaves, dispersing the heat of the day. Tuck stood up. Oh, thanks for coming. Uh, We could talk here or go inside to my office. I've got a little coffee left from this morning. Let's talk right here. She took a seat on the wooden bench. I'm... 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 We don't have to start with your most pressing concern. Let me thank you for your kind words a couple of weeks ago about my sermon. What did you find appealing? We studied climate change at college, but no one thought of it as a spiritual issue. I never heard of anyone seeing it as a concern of the church. Yes, that's the main point and the story of my life. It's taken me 25 years to fully accept it. Our church will become a a relic of the past unless we meet the challenge of climate change and the destruction of nature. And I doubt if we can save the world as we know it without the full power and motivation of the world's religions. It is a spiritual and a moral issue. But I'm afraid that nothing we do will make any difference. Can you really change the way people live? It's personal with me. I feel I have no other choice. Tuck began to speak very softly and with a smile, as if his predicament made him happy. Let me give you some background. Years ago, well before you were born, People all over the world learned that chemicals used in refrigeration and air conditioning were opening holes in the upper atmosphere, allowing harmful radiation to enter and damage, among other things, human skin. At that time, I had a cancerous tumor removed from my face. It never came back, and an international agreement helped reduce the worldwide problem to some extent, but for me, It was a crisis that never ended. I could see that Mother Nature, our earthly environment, was vulnerable. 
Since we can destroy nature, we must necessarily become the stewards of our world, responsible for its fate. Since then, as the threat of climate change has grown, I've slowly realized that the Earth is sacred. We have to treasure and fight for it. And during this time, I joined your parents and others in the Protectors of the Wood and learned the significance of Dreamstone. Yes. Can you tell me about that? I looked into Dreamstone twice, a few years ago, and each time I saw disasters. It was a, a nightmare for me. In a whirlwind I saw fires, fertile landscapes turning into deserts, floods wiping out whole cities and farmland and forests, and war. Terrible, catastrophic loss. All of my faith, my hopes, the truths that had guided my life were tested. I neglected my job, my community. I felt sick all the time. And then I saw her. Not in a dreamstone vision, by the way, but I awoke one night with a dream in my mind in every detail. I can still recall every word. It changed my life. I need to know about that. I already knew about her. Others had seen her in the stone, but I had been denied that vision and was desperate for an answer, a, a way forward. In my dream, I was out walking in the forest. I saw a dark spot in a stone ridge on a mountainside. Going closer, I found the opening to a cave. I could not enter more than a few steps for fear of being lost in complete darkness. The movement of the air and a faint smell of water gave me a, a feeling of immense depth, as if a whole underground world extended in every direction. I had no light and no idea what to do. And then I heard a high, uneven voice. I, I pictured an old woman speaking. She said to me, There you are. I've been waiting for you. What took you so long? Listen, I have a message for you, for I too am a preacher. Let the world know I am here not only for people, but for all life. There can be no human beings without the teeming life around you and inside you. And this is the way it should be. There is a place in heaven for the worm in the soil, the snail in its shell, and the microorganisms everywhere on earth. Nothing is too small, nothing is useless, nothing is dead. There is life in a stone, and a grain of sand, and a speck of dust, and the air you breathe. For heaven is here on earth, and the earth is a part of the city of God. And there was more, much more. Go on, what else did she say? I won't give you all of it now, but there's one more part you should hear. She said, 
I am nature's champion, her helper on high, appointed by God to be nature's guardian from of old, and her ally in her current sufferings. I am the one who has never ceased her work from the beginning of time, and now, in this crisis, I am asking for your help. Join my labors, all of you who can hear me, all of you who are able, all who have a gift, the great and the small. Life on earth, your mother who nurtures you in this world, needs your help. And her voice rose as she said this. Her voice seemed to echo out on the mountainside and in the valley below. Tuck raised his arms and opened his hands. I have given her words a name, the call of Sophia. She is calling. She is calling each and every one of us. The wind blew in the courtyard as Tuck paused. Phoebe was thinking, trying frantically to find a way to extend the conversation and learn more. So this is what was behind your sermon? Exactly. But wouldn't it be more powerful just to tell everyone all that you have told me? Ah, now we're getting to the heart of our immediate problem, the terrible dilemma we face. The dilemma we face? Who are the we you are talking about? The protectors of the wood and others in our parent organization, the guardians of the earth. Do you know about these things? I'm not sure how much I should tell you. My father asked me to help Abby out of danger, but I'm not sure what that danger is. Don't you think I should know? And when I looked into the stone in the cave under Hidden Valley, she climbed out of a pit in the ground and told me to follow her. I'm trying. I'm trying, but I'm not sure how to do it. I'm not sure I understand what's going on here. Tuck gently touched her shoulder. You should tell me what I need to know. Don't you think so? Why would the old man tell me to speak to you? You're quite right to rebuke me. I hear you. Okay, here's the situation as I see it. First, since she told you to follow, you must be doing things she wants you to do. So have confidence, even if it seems small or irrelevant. If it's important to her, then it's important, period. Do you understand that? I'm trying. I'm trying. Secondly, there is some history here. Facts about our situation that you should be aware of. Let's go back to the Guardians of the Earth for a minute. You have heard of that organization, haven't you? Well, yes. You mean the big environmental organization? I don't know much about it. It's the biggest environmental organization in the world, at least in terms of animal and plant habitat and small farm preservation, and a total investment in environmental projects. And the founder and chairperson of the board is a very old woman who grew up here, a woman named Teresa Georgie. Teresa? You mean 
Wendy's aunt? Yes, that's right. And keep your voice down. Are you aware that her headquarters is up in the North Ridge Mountains? A very strange, inaccessible place for a central office. That's something I know a little about. You mean the source of... Yes, and I see by the look on your face that you know it's not really the source of Dreamstone. It's a way to hide Hidden Valley. John Chapman, the old man, must have told you, or you wouldn't know. So you are one of us now. You are among the very few. Phoebe nodded. But you may not be aware that the Guardians of the Earth was originally financed by the sale of Dreamstone, and it has channeled an enormous funding stream into the planting of trees and the preservation of forests, including hundreds of agricultural forests, forests that produce food and biogas from a compost mixture of wood chips and shredded leaves. They've also mastered the technology to create biogas from food waste or any other organic material. It may not sound like much, but if you think of the wasted food and wood and other organic material on a worldwide scale, and the fact that cars, furnaces, generators, and stoves can run on biogas, and that small farmers can make their own, well, that would solve some major global problems. Leave the coal, natural gas, and oil underground. Grow forests for food, compost, and energy. Use all organic waste from our cities. That achievement plus electricity from solar and wind could change our world. I'm sorry to get so technical, but you must understand that these conflicts and secrets here in our small town connect with global problems in a big way. Do you know what Half Moon County would look like today without the funding of Dreamstone? The loss of small farms and forests? Think about it, and then consider what different parts of the world would look like. And remember, this has been done with many thousands of small slivers of Dreamstone like your charm. And as far as I know, the very large stones, the Vision Stones, do not exist outside our circle. I think I get what you're trying to say. You can't show the powers of Dreamstone to the world without revealing the secret of its source. And then there would be a rush to dig up the forest preserve. Is that it? Yes, that's it. The leaders of our group, many years ago, made a decision to end all removal of Dreamstone from underground and return to the traditional secrecy and caretaking stewardship of the forest. As far as we know, this has been the traditional practice for thousands of years. Only Teresa has broken that pattern, and she has sworn to never remove Dreamstone from the underground again. And remember, according to law, we do not own Hidden Valley. That's a story I'll tell you when we get the chance. You should know that we have hopes of solving that problem, God willing. But every year brings new dangers. Milton Morphy suspects the truth and has information from the past, family history that has put him on the scent. He smells a treasure to satisfy his wildest dreams and power to go with it. Power we cannot begin to measure or predict He's putting all his resources into the hunt, 
moving his organization here, buying a property, searching the forests and farmland, questioning all those who might own Dreamstone from the past. He's investigating the history of land ownership in this area and the legal and political possibilities of getting mining rights in the forest preserve. We're scared, desperately on the defensive, and I'll admit, we're not sure what to do. Phoebe took a few deep breaths. She made a faint whistling sound, shaking her head. Our enterprise, our hopes for the world we live in, all hang by a thread. That's my message. I hope I've shed some light on your immediate problems, your efforts to help Abby and the toy store, for instance. These things may appear to be small, even trivial, but they are crucial to the larger picture. Middletown is on the way to becoming a corporate-owned town. What will become of the people and the things we love? Think about it. You are one of us now, and have a mission. Protect the enterprise we have begun, and find trustworthy friends to help you. One thing for sure, it matters. It matters what we do. One thing I still don't understand. What does Wendy have to do with all this? Ah, oh, everything. More than I can tell you and more than I know. Wendy is such an enigma that I can only guess at who she really is. She and Chi-Chi and their father are the heart of this enterprise and the rightful owners of Hidden Valley and the surrounding land. I'm just a plain man who stumbled on a tremendous secret. But Wendy, Chi-Chi, and John Chapin, they seem to understand it, and they are the ones guiding us. To me and many others, it feels like we're in a trap. But the three Chapmans, they go on, giving confidence and faith to the rest of us. And out of that strength, I'll try to give some to you. I'll need it. Thank you. Forgive me if I'm overwhelmed. It's a lot to take in. But before I go, please give me some hope about Abby. She will appear very soon. And wants to live in that garden cottage right over there in the dark. Please understand. My position here at the church is not very strong. It's true, I've attracted a large congregation, but I've been a failure as a fundraiser and administrator, and, well, I haven't been good at cultivating rich and powerful people. And don't forget that Abby is a Chapman, connected by blood and rumor to the ancient conflicts that still burn in the heart of people in this town. And don't you see that this problem is complicated by the unpredictable powers of Dreamstone? There are very unusual forces loose here. I must tell you to be as careful as you possibly can. Do not laugh at these rumors. Wendy can do things beyond the imagination of most people. And I cannot explain it. So... You can't do anything for Abby? Is that it? Uh, whoa, whoa, I, I didn't say that. And I certainly don't mean that. 
But keep in mind that my authority is limited. I can't promise permission for Abby to live here in the garden cottage, but as soon as I receive her resume, I'll begin a discussion with our elected trustees. I'll do my best. I see. I'm grateful for anything you can do, and I'll be back. But right now, I'm overwhelmed and need to get home. I haven't eaten, and I'm starting to feel dizzy. I'm so sorry. This is indeed a lot to handle. Tuck rose and Phoebe followed. See you soon. She disappeared back toward the churchyard gate. In a moment, she was walking along Hobart Avenue toward home. Whoa. What a treasure trove of information that was. Now that explains a few things. Take me up on a long road Where the heavens open wide I want to tell you just how much we care Can't you hear us when we cry? No Are lost and won. 
Thanks for listening to the Protectors of the Wood podcast. Find all our podcasts, songs, and projects on our website, protectorsofthewood.com. And to all the eco-warriors out there, remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts.